I wish I could whistle better. Gosh. <laughs> if like I a had whistle? a wish, my wish would be to whistle. You should do. You should do a remake of Skilo's "I Wish" about just your desire to whistle. That is my favorite song to I know. karaoke to. I know. Yeah, so this is it your, would make sense. This is your chance. This is episode 423, Sarah Wishes She Could Whistle. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have I wish a, I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit in the hat with a How did that become your karaoke song? I, lo- I don't know. I think I really liked the music video, and I liked the... It was just like a, a, a one-hit wonder. It's a bop, she mm-hmm. says. It is. And I just... I love... I love... A clean rap song. I don't know why. <laughs> you love rap for families. I, I totally, totally Family do. Values. It's so funny. And you know what? So when I was in second grade, this shows why I should be, why I should have a podcast, a TikTok, or be on a reality <laughs> show, or all the above. I don't have a TikTok, but why I, maybe I should. Uh, I, when I was in second grade, for no reason at all, this was not a school project. I wanted to perform in front of my class mm-hmm. a dance to one of the yes. songs from a dance and lip sync to one of the songs from the soundtrack to Beverly Hills 90210 sound from oh, the Peach Oh, wow. Pit. Yeah, called uh, I Just Want to Be Your Friend by Puck and Natty. It is uh, <laughs> who nobody knows who the hell these people are, but do I was you, like. Do you remember the song? Every freaking <laughs> word i did the running man in that and there was no reason why i shouldn't why i should have done this and the teacher was like okay and so like oh, at Lord. the end of school one day the last five minutes of class i just performed this song and there's oh, even a, there's some lines in the song that there's one line that says i'm so horny and I, I like I'm so horny, so don't just sit there just to sit across from me. And like it, it's <laughs> I, the fact that no, like that I, they just let me do this, and right. I can't even, and I just Did like didn't know, know what, what that, that meant. meant? No, because then I listened to it like at like an, as an adult. Yeah, you know when you go down that like, oh, what was my first CD yes. I ever had? And then you buy it and like listen to it. So I did. And was then this your her- first CD? It was. Oh wow! Uh-huh. Mine was Abba's greatest hits. Oh, which that is makes also sense for you. Fitting. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it <This>. does. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Oh, so, I what did you really love into... about this song? Oh, I loved. <laughs> it's clean. It's like clean oh, rap. Clean rap again. Yeah. <laughs> I just. You know what I think? I liked. I liked being able to memorize a song where I can go really fast, and people seem to be impressed with that. Yes, I get that. When when a second grader can like rap wow, all of grade. like yeah, and then it it like started with like the dangerous minds. My friend Ashley, mm, shout out to Ashley. Yeah, she had that with um, Coolio's Gangsters Paradise. Yeah, and I think that's where it all began. <laughs> I memorized that, and I was like, "Ooh, you this like is a thing. People are impressed inspiring. with this." Yeah. <laughs> People become less and less impressed with the white girl who can rap the older you get. Let me tell you. Yeah, but it's a crowd pleaser in second grade. In second grade, it was big. Yes. When did it drop off? Oh, gosh. The I would say. <laughs> I would, no, you know what? It worked. Uh, it, there, there were a couple times on the challenge where 
you know, oh, no. not, yeah, Knight was my biggest fan and would try to, and he got <laughs> me, he would try to get me to do it. And then production would find out that like, they're like, Sarah, no you know, singing. go, go. Oh, they wanted <laughs> like, you to do it. Yes. Oh, really? For like yeah. a blooper reel or what? No, just not even on camera. Oh, right. They just loved and, it. And then, and then I was like, mm, no, you know what it was when, yeah. like, w- when you do it around people who aren't white and you're like, nope. Definitely not. Not playing this game. Oh. That you don't bring a, a, a you don't bring a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> Sarah. Right, right, right. I can I was see like, why that I'm out of my be. league. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I think you you also become aware when people are wanting you to do it because they're making fun of you. Yeah. Which is what we did yep. with Kellyanne a lot. Yeah, and I was like, wait a sec. Yeah. <laughs> I so think that only worked. nicely. And so now that's now to go back to why I like that song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My my showcase of my rapping skills is only <laughs> funny when it's for novelty, which is a song like I Wish by Skilo. Yeah, you're right. I can't do it seriously. It's got to be a novelty act. Throw in it's this element is that you have trouble, I think, with lyrics sometimes. All the time. Yeah, and that has pretty simple lyrics. Maybe that was an appeal for you. Definitely. I, I mean, <laughs> I'll mix it up. Like, I'll sing the wrong ones, but, like, with confidence. <laughs> so, On what all else? songs or just that one? No, pretty much all songs. <laughs> I mean, I'll sometimes look it up for, for clarification. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. Yeah, you're thorough. Well, I ha- I actually read an article this week about the psychological appeal of karaoke. If you'd like to what? find Look out, at how that was just we- serendipitous. Oh my gosh, we are in the flow today. We- <laughs> Tell me all about it. Well, I'm sure none of this will be a surprise, but it is sort of a curious thing that people willingly get up in front of other people and sing songs poorly, but. It was just talking about how performing music releases endorphins that passive enjoyment of music doesn't. So there's that element where, yeah. Okay. You're just like listening. Oh my God. This is great. It always is a performance for me. (laughs) Now, here's a question. I wonder if it's different for introverts and extra, like people who would, would like... Or, or I should even shouldn't even call them introverts and extroverts anymore. I should call it more like easily stimulated or mm. it takes more to be high. Well, like, think about more the people that you know who are into karaoke. In my experience, they aren't the people that are attention seeking normally. What about you? Hmm. Uh well, it, they, I feel like they fall into one of two categories: attention mm. seekers or secret great voice. Oh, that's such a good point. Because I don't do it yes. to showcase my good voice because I don't have one. You just but love to perform. I have a friend who mm-hmm. has an amazing voice. Yeah, Allie. Shout out to Allie. Mm-hmm. And I know that she would probably get down with some karaoke. But yeah. wouldn't be somebody who would like... And she's mm-hmm. so good. Oh, my God. Oh, she's so good. I, every single time she sings, she's definitely jumped in and saved the day think the audience with her lyrical loves, styling. Do you, do you get the sense that the audience loves when there's a great singer or that they're sort of annoyed? It depends on what song you choose. Wow. If you okay. choose a fun one, Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody, we love you. <laughs> you who You choose Whitney Houston's uh, I Will Always Love You. I Will Always Love You. <laughs> We're annoyed with you. We have a problem. 
So basically, if you get up there and you have a good voice, I should ask you one of two questions. That, yeah. that, I, that should be the question, like the qualifying question. So uh, you get to choose between one of these Whitney Houston songs. Which one are you picking? And if right. they pick the wrong one, nope, sorry, line's too long. Get back the line, lady. <laughs> Other people are in front of you. I can't imagine anyone being crazy enough to record, like, I Will Always Love You or one of those the power ballads. Oh, I've seen them all the time. With oh, every, Lord, that and is a mistake. You just give, you give, because everybody, like, well, here's where I've seen this, on cruise ship karaoke. <laughs> That's because a niche. Yes. I think there's something about being around the same people for a while. You've been there for like 48 hours. Everybody like you, like seeing the same people. Maybe they become your friends. You're a little more comfortable. Get a few drinks in you. People are cheering you on. Think you're invincible. You get up there. Mm-hmm. You sing a power Go ballad. for it. Go for it. Uh, <laughs> well, then, then it was saying how music is closely related to uh, the human desire of connection. Like when you look at the hierarchy of needs. Oh. And uh, music facilitates a connection between the singer and the audience, and also that it bonds people who don't know each other well. So you know how, like at karaoke, mm. there'll be little clusters of friends, but then they can kind of cross pollinate. Yes, and it, it um, lubricates the social dynamic. I think. Wow. Absolutely. So that's, that's the psychological appeal of karaoke for you. I love it. <laughs> I remember one time I was in Catalina with my mom. I was about 15 years old. And this was during like the, oh my God, nobody look at me. I'm a teenager phase. Like I'm embarrassed by everything. Yeah. And we walked by a place that was doing karaoke. And my mom said that she'd pay me $100, <sighs> which in that day might have been a million, yeah. to do karaoke. Yeah. And I was like, no. But I'll think about it. And then on the way back, I'll think I, about she was it. like, okay, last chance. And I said, no, but I, that's one of my biggest regrets. I should have done that for a hundred bucks. And I think it would have been like, taught me a lesson or something. I would have like gotten over some, I don't know, maybe. That is for me as it a It felt parent, like a, a, a big moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like do or die. Like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Like do or die. And I didn't. Ooh, oh, I can feel it right now. Oh, regrets. And then I was like, yeah. And I was like, Sarah, you're, what are you so afraid of? What yeah. are you like? It was like a whole time in like figuring out who I was. Man, hey, parents out there, take your 15-year-olds karaoke singing. They, <laughs> this is the Drive lesson. Them. There's some, Yeah. Because like, I don't know what she, why she felt the need to do that. But I even had the song, but like, and then we like went to dinner. And then on the way back, she gave me the other opportunity. And the whole time, like at dinner, I was like thinking about which song I would pick. And Oh my God. You know, I think I'd landed on Salt and Peppa, which isn't a surprise. <laughs> if you've heard the beginning of this episode. Yeah, that's feel good rap too. I mean, it's a little raunchier, but. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh Positive message at the end. So there you go. That's my karaoke experience. And Well, another positive message I can give you is that there is a company who makes socks that will fit like a glove, will fit Susie. like a sock, basically. Susie, what? they're like hugs for your feet. <laughs> they're called Features, and it's spelled like feet, too, which we love a punny name. We do. And you're right. They are like a hug for your oh, feet. Like the best. I go, what? Is this magic? How could you improve on a sock? And then I really thought about it. And I'm like, no, you really can. The, where it pulls, where it, I'm like, you know, if we got stuff to lift my jeans to lift my booty, yeah. you can make some socks to make my arches feel good. And oh my God, do I love the medium cushion. 
Oh, it's magic. Oh God, you're a riot. I love how you're passionate you are. No, There's- I really am because good socks. Maybe it's because we've just been spending a lot of time. I've been spending a long time not wearing shoes. That's true. Oh my gosh. And I noticed that my feet my were. My feet hurt. Yes. Mm-hmm. I need some freaking support. Right. So Features has the these special socks that they don't bunch or slip. They don't have that friction or blisters. Um, and frankly, lately I've been getting a lot of comments from the WikiFeed people uh, on my, and I was like, I really need to keep these babies safe because (laughs) they're, you know, people love them. Um, but these are great because they have a lifetime guarantee. If you got one of those funky threads going crazy, you can just reach out and they'll give you a replacement pair. It's a family owned company, which I love. But mostly it's just a great sock that will be especially great for if you're a runner or you're active because they won't move and get all... You know how annoying that is when they mess up in your shoe? Oh, yeah. And they've got this special little back, like little flap thing that's yeah. like designed so it will not fall down. Oh, that was yes. happening in my shoe the other day. See, I will be... Yeah. Get out of here, other socks. <laughs> See why Features has quickly become the number one running sock in America. For listeners of the Brain Candy Podcast, you'll receive $10 off your first pair of Features by going to Features.com and using code Brain Candy. That's $10 off your first pair when you go to F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S.com and enter promo code Brain Candy at checkout. Again, that's Features.com and use our code Brain Candy to get $10 off your first pair of Features. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, okay. So let's see. Oh, I wanted to tell you, I read this interesting article. We're sort of in that in-between period on the calendar between Mother's Day and Father's Day. Mm-hmm. And it was an article in The Atlantic about a study they did comparing Mother's Day cards and Father's Day cards. Oh. Fun for everyone. This <laughs> is inter- Tell me everything. I mean, again, this is one of those things where you're like, well, yeah. But it's still fun right. to see the data on it. Yeah. So in card world, <laughs> mothers do everything and dads are like an afterthought. Um, and I did not know this, but Mother's Day became a holiday in 1914, but Father's Day did not become a holiday till 1972. Whoa! Isn't that crazy? But you know what? That's fine. <laughs> it's it's definitely fine i mean we're there's we're here's the thing the man would probably be doing the same thing in his life if he were a father or were not a father during those times yes he would be still going to work he would still be doing his job he would still you know maybe his weekends would look a little bit different this fundamentally changes a mother's entire court that would be a very different life if you have a child or don't have a child yeah, and I bet you right around 1972 is when people started to expect a little bit more of fathers. Oh, maybe, yes. So maybe that's why they were like, we should give them a day too. Let's give them yeah. some motivation. Um, by the way, this I was seeing point. somebody yes. left us a bad review on iTunes because oh. they said that we <laughs> we bash men. <laughs> oh. I was like, well, was it a woman or a man? It was a man, and I was oh. like, that's harsh but fair. Um, yeah, you know what? That's fine. And you know what? If that's somebody's complaint, that, you know. Yeah, we're not for you, mister. We're not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, carry on. Um, but. So anyway, mothers are seen as nurturing and fathers mm-hmm. are utilitarian. So, yes. you know, they're going to go to work and they might help you fix your car, but like the moms are going to give you the love. And 
<clears throat> they compared even the colors. The mother's uh, cards are pastels, and the fathers tend to be more bold with reds and um, blues. Mm-hmm. And the mother's cards tend to have nature on them, like flowers and butterflies. Butterflies and stuff. <laughs> always. Yeah. And for dads, Roses. it's like um, hammers, tools. a lawnmower. Yeah, mountains, like m- a machines. beer. Yes. So golf the, clubs. Yeah, and they pointed out how the the for the mothers it was like all the stuff you do for them and how you care for them and for the dads it was focusing on their mm. hobbies. So like golfing, grilling, hunting. Um mm. and so the, that's what takes up dad's time is not helping the kids. It's like mm. doing oh the fun stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that is Mm. And that's oh man. Well, no wonder they well, have that. Like you know, it's it's always one of those stuff. questions, like about chicken and the egg. Like, is it just a reflection of reality, or does it reinforce just stereotypes that aren't even necessarily true? Hmm. I mean, then again, there's the argument that that creates a nice balance. And a well-rounded person if you learn those things. And it doesn't mean that you can't have, like, opposite roles, like that some people aren't, yeah. you know. That's just, I guess it's more like the stereotype then. One thing that surprised me was it says that there's way more cards for dads that have, like, number one dad or best dad ever. Um, yeah, because guys are narcissists and they need to be... Oh, that guy's really <laughs> going to hate me now. Yes, Sorry, does. men. Not all men. They're not. Hashtag not all Just, men. Just, I think that that is a, a, a personality trait that may be higher amongst men, possibly. Well, they- <laughs> I don't know. I would have to find out. And don't you think that that goes along with that? They had a scholar weigh in and he was saying how it feels like they, w- they wanted to give the dad an award... Yeah. But the cards don't say why they deserve it. Oh and I was like, that's about right. It's almost like they want a participation trophy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's the funniest thing ever. I mean, oh, oh, we might get another review. No, I mean, because I'm it's not, not saying not a it's a bad tr- thing. Right. It's just sort of like stereotypes. And in the same way that when you're having a baby and you go to, let's say you go to Target and you're getting some right. clothes. The clothes are hyper-gendered. Like yeah. little babies wear tutus and like <laughs> so many gl- glitter and sequins and things like that. And that's not an accurate reflection of how women uh, right. dress. But right. for babies, um, that's what we do. And so these cards kind of feel like that where it's just like exaggerated mm. stuff. It's a – yes. Yeah. yeah. And well, so, and all, and yeah – and it's kind of like the catch-all, you know? It's almost like the... I, I think about like horoscopes that say certain things for certain <laughs> right, signs. Right, they apply to everyone. They kind of apply to everyone in some way. Like, yeah. It does it's annoy me though <clears throat> what you said about how the dads are always drinking beer and the women are always wine and cocktails. Yeah. Like, that. why are beverages gendered? <sighs> But they I mean, are. In fairness, that's how it is. My, but you like a beer. <laughs> I mean, I, I live these, li- live it. But I know. It, it, see, here's the thing. Because, just because they're, those are the preferences or whatever, it does not mean it's everyone. Sure. You know, that maybe it's what we need is a little more n- neutrality or variety. I would love that. Like, what about 
thanks for being a badass parent. Have oh, a yeah. glass on me. <laughs> like a parent. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, but I, I do understand. Like, I don't know. I like, just, can somebody out there who's listening that is a graphic designer create Sarah's card? <laughs> can you repeat what it should say? Uh, thanks for being a kick-ass parent. Have a glass on me. Yeah, I was trying to make it generic. Glass of beer, glass of wine, glass of whatever you want. Let's just have some water. Let's hydrate. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I, oh, God. I should go into card making. That's it. Have a good... But I, feel, oh. I would love a line of cards that was more like that, where it's just like your true feelings. <laughs> Like, let's just sit down and have some lemonade. Just, that's it. I mean, you like, are adequate. You're fine. <laughs> One thing that was funny too was I don't. I never thought about this, but it is definitely true that Father's Day cards tend to have farting jokes oh on them. My. Yeah, because dads and boys do this. Yes, and this here's an insight that will enrage you oh, no. that I never thought of. Oh no, they were saying that. Who gets to flout the rules of society, which, you know, farting out loud is people with power. Yeah. So Uh, if dad farts, he's allowed because he's powerful and he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Right. But if mom does, you would be disgusted. Disgusted. And then, (gasps) (laughs) so I was like, wait, maybe we're reading too much into this, but I don't like that. I don't either. And then it was saying how a lot of the cards about fatherhood and being a dad are jokes like making a like he doesn't do anything like it'll have a list of yeah things you ask mom and it'll be like a million things and then things you ask dad where's mom yeah and so in a way it's a compliment to moms yes but in a way it's sort of like they claim that because fatherhood isn't as much about the person's identity as motherhood is, you wow. can make jokes about it and present them on sitcoms as like bumbling idiots. And it's, they don't care because it's just not as important as like what they do for a living or whatever. Oh my God. That's changing. Yeah, it is. You're right. I think so. Because I think <laughs> Adam would not get that card. No. Ren would not get that card. <laughs> no, right. It, right. It would be like, what? No. It wouldn't so apply. There, it wouldn't apply. So there's mm-hmm. like a whole gener- new generation of men that don't, that are so that are dads that show up. I mean, Ren's not dad yet, but I'm going to assume based on the characteristics I've seen so far. I and just love his, Ren. His, I know. Isn't he the best? Are you sick of how much we love each other? Not really. I love it. Oh, good. Okay. You guys loving each other is like my favorite. And then like learning that you guys are like so similar. I'm like, well, (laughs) this is fun. Yeah. It is great. I wouldn't have predicted it. Let me tell the people out there listening. I asked, Ren and I were playing a game on the way over to our social distancing hangout sesh with Susie the other day. And uh, I said, you know, if you could go out to eat at any restaurant right now in all of that, like all of LA where we live dressed in what you're wearing, like, where would you go? <laughs> and he said, Sugarfish, the yeah. sushi place. And I asked Susie the same question and gosh, darn it. If she didn't have the exact same answer I of can't all the restaurants in all now I've never been to that restaurant with either of them. <laughs> right. That's true. So this is the favorite restaurant yeah. of the two most important people in my life. <laughs> 
And they mm-hmm. say that, and I don't even. I would have never even answered that for them, or even known that was on their list. So there you go. Right. We learned so much that day. Yeah. Ask Adam where he's going. We're going there together. <laughs> We're going to little sister. We're out right. of here. Well, one thing I think all four of us can agree on is that Brooklyn has the best sheets and bed. We all sleep on them. We all sleep on them. All four of us. Brooklyn and sheets are so awesome. We've been talking about them for ages, but. I know a lot of people during quarantine have been um, upgrading their living space yes, because, yes, like, yes, yes. you know, you start to see all the crap that you should upgrade. Yeah. Um, and Brooklinen is a great option because they cut out the middleman, so it's direct-to-consumer bedding, so it's super high quality but at an affordable price. I love that you can mix and match the designs. You don't have to commit to, like, one color for every piece. Um, and then now they have towels and shower curtains and bath mats and robes and candles. Like you can make a proper hygge, oh, as yes. you say, yes. uh, experience in your house. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to start making small changes that make a big difference. Brooklinen is so confident in their products that all their sheets, comforters, loungewear, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Go on, make yourself comfortable. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code BRAIN only at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Yes. Just do it. I feel relaxed just thinking about those sheets. Yes, let's snuggle. Hmm. Okay, let's talk about, I'm sure you didn't watch it yet because you've been busy, but the um, Trial by Media episode five. Mm, I I, have not watched it yet. Okay. But I did watch episode one and whoa, buddy. Yeah. Was so, she right, people? <clears throat> I had it told you good. guys to watch Trial by Media on Netflix. The first episode was the Jenny Jones murder, which yes. was so interesting. Um, and Sarah did watch that, and you conclude the same as me, that, like, it's unfortunate, but, like, the producers shouldn't be held accountable. Totally, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it. It. Sh- it's... What did I say? Ren and I were watching it, and, you know... Oh, I said, like, the first person who... Like, before they created seatbelt laws. Yeah. Like, people died, you know, in these terrible ways, and then we created the seatbelt laws. Like, so, you know, these this, these horrible things are happening, and then you create laws, and you change yeah. it so then it doesn't happen. But, mm-hmm. like, unfortunately, there are the people who are, like, the reason that those laws get created that are, you know, what, what do you even want to call them? Like, the whatever that, that, that person is. Yeah. And so now, you know, hopefully they put in, they have added some safeguards, but you can't do it completely because people, right. you can't predict people's behaviors right. even if you know their medical history and stuff. But <clears throat> each episode of Trial by Media is about a different law issue that was affected by coverage on the news or, or in the media in some way. And episode five was about the very, very, very first trial that was put on television, like gavel to gavel, and it was um, a rape trial in New England where a woman had popped into a bar to get cigarettes and then saw a waitress she knew, sat down, had a drink with her, and then when she went to leave, um, it was a bar full of men and they basically blocked her from leaving and then raped her, a gang raped her on a pool table. <clears throat> for two hours and the only way that she got out was eventually by running out with no pants on and flagging down a car oh of God. of men who then took her to the hospital thank god 
But anyway, mm. the, that's horrific, of course. But the fascinating thing to watch was the footage they showed of like the local news. You know how when they go up to people and are like, what do you think about yeah, this yeah. situation? And they were like, she should be in jail. She oh. she must have been asking for it. Why was she in a bar at night alone? And oh I couldn't God. believe what it. What year was this? I think it was 1982 oh or my four. God. You know, a while ago, but not long enough yeah. where that, that would make sense in your brain. Yeah. And um, it was sort of... Then they showed the way she was interrogated by the defense attorneys, like the cross-examination. Mm-hmm. And it really was like she was on trial. Oh, it's so sad. And thankfully, they were convicted. Um, but it was sort of the catalyst for a, a lot of changes, like... They had said they were going to keep her name private, you know, Jane Doe. Mm. But then the judge agreed to show the whole trial on CNN and they didn't account for that. And they spelled her name and said where she lived. You know how you have to say your address (gasps) when you're... Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, right? And they were like, That's awful. Yeah. So she had to move out of New England. She ended up in Florida and she died in a car accident a couple years later, tragically. Oh. Poor woman. Oh, my God. That's a really sad, tragic life. The thing that, like, I just couldn't believe was how clear-cut it was that she was raped and how, you know, it's almost like this, almost like the stereotype where they say, well, in a dark alley type of thing. It was basically like that. And Mm -hmm. she still was held to this standard of like, well, was she asking for it? It's crazy. What do you think, do you... Because I feel like there was a, a a narrative, like the it's it's kind of like the first person who talked to her or the first person they interviewed about it. Like, who sent this spinning in that direction? You know, I, was there a <clears throat> detective that was just a fucking misogynistic asshole? I think that it was one of those things where, to most of us, that is so inconceivable that that would happen. Um, that your uh, the human instinct is almost to be like, well, why would they do that? Let's think of a reason why some man would do that. And so they invent these scenarios where, well, she must have been hitting on them or she must have... The one guy on the news said, well, she probably agreed to have sex with one or two of them, but then it got out <gasps> of hand. Got out of hand! She well, said they were cheering it's, it's not on a her snowball. Rape. It's not a, like, mm-hmm. you know... Yeah, so I I don't know. I feel like the other thing was that they were... Oh, my God. Like 60% of the town is um, Portuguese. And Mm -hmm. so it also had that element, although she was Portuguese too. But after the conviction, Mm -hmm. like thousands of people showed up and protested. Protested her? Yeah, the the conviction conviction of the rape. they protested, so they ended up getting convicted. Yes. And it it was guilty. Yes. Okay, and people protested saying they were... So they were <gasps> Even with the... Ju- what the... I know, it's inconceivable. And there's no... Oh my God. When you say that there's the element of them being Portuguese, do you mean like the cultural considerations around <clears throat> like gender and things like that it's weird because the portuguese community rallied around these guys and Mm -hmm. felt like they got a bum deal Mm -hmm. 
in the way that you would expect them to do if the woman had not been Portuguese herself. Right. But she was, well, so, so then, I don't yeah, know how they so reconcile that. that kind of like makes me, points to like, is this a, is this a, uh, 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 like a, a gender, you know, like how the genders are. Oh, maybe. Like know, a equality. cultural, yeah. Like, yes, yes. Maybe. You know, because I don't know much about, you know, Portuguese, like, Right, like Male family structure. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. I don't know why I can't think of you. I don't know that. either. I just know that I can't imagine being in that position. This is a woman. She was 21. She had two little girls she had put to bed. And then her, her um, partner, who was her high school sweetheart, stayed with the kids. And then she was like, I'm going to go get some cigarettes. That's just, That's all that this was. <sighs> My God. And I just cannot imagine having to convince people when you ran down the street with no pants on and had to flag down a car and go to the hospital that you're not the victim. I can't either. It's a fucked up world. It is. But you know what? That was the world then. And thank goodness it's been a long time since then. Thank goodness. I mean. We still see the remnants of that, of course. Yeah. But it's in a way, it's such an insult to men because by saying like she must have done something, you're implying that men can't control themselves. This is a good point. And so I don't know why men embrace this defense because it basically says I'm an animal and mm-hmm. it's up to you to make sure I don't hurt you. Right. That's bonkers. Oh. That's, that's, oh God. Yeah. I can't even wrap my head around that. It like makes me sick to my stomach. I know. I knew you wouldn't want to watch it, but I insist that you do. I'm going to. I totally am. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I just, got, I just finished watching, Red and I were watching the uh, HBO show Euphoria. Oh, Holy what's that crap. about? Holy crap. It's so good. It's so freaking good. So it's about it's all centered around like the experience of these high school kids. And at first, I when like you know, Ren was pitching it to me. He's like, "Oh, you know, it's like I was like Mm -hmm. high school kids. I don't want to watch something that's like a you know, YA like (laughs) young adult kind of show." It is that it is definitely not. So it's about uh, it's Zendaya is the main character, and she plays this girl Rue, who's a uh, like recovering drug addict who has a lot of slip-ups and it's everything that goes on with her family and like the relationships with her and friends and school and there's a um a whole you know every character has their own background and their whole all their own stories and one of the main characters um is a transgendered high school girl and she meets uh uh like she goes online and she has relationships with like, you know, one night stands with guys who are always these straight men 
Mm. And with families and everything and you hear the stories oh. about that and it's like oh it gets so much deeper and then one of the guys she has you know a relationship or she you know hooks up with uh is the well i don't even want to give it away but it's right. like somebody that she knows and it just goes it's it's so freaking good but it's just so twisted and but true but so accurate and so real and oh my god so it was like really dark so i feel like i'm I'm in the same yes it's like Mm. eight episodes and they 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 got uh uh you know they the green light for season two and three but had to stop uh production of it oh right so it's already written but the script's done but the because then i had to look it up because i'm like what this is the what i need more so super good highly recommend it fantastic you're gonna love it um (laughs) But I, you know, so I'm like in the mood for for more of the same, and I, you know, as messed up as that whole story is, I feel like that will also, you know, Law and Order is on on hiatus, so I got to do something. I got to watch, get my fix. I cannot believe that they're still making Law and Order. I know. Thank God, I love them. Who's like the main person all these years on Law and Order? Uh, 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 Mariska Hargitay. Yeah, yeah, still crushing it. Now she's like the captain. Crushing it. Yeah. She got a promotion. Yeah. Man, good she runs her. the place. She's I good mean, and she's been like, on for fucking it's 20 great. years. She has a picture of Ruth Bader Ginsburg framed in her office. <clears throat> I say this like she's a real person, but. You really do. I know. Wow. I, know, I watch a lot of TV for somebody who doesn't watch a lot of TV. <laughs> well, I was. We mentioned Huga earlier, that thing you love, yes, the Nordic yes. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I read about another Nordic lifestyle that might interest you. Oh, tell me. It's called Pants Drunk. and <laughs> <laughs> I like it already. <laughs> Go on. And it's um, getting drunk in your home alone in your underpants. Well, I love this. Right. Thank God. Yeah. This is See, sweeping here's the, the world. Thing. I don't know if I like getting drunk. Alone. I don't like getting drunk, period. Yeah. I like a, a slight buzz. Okay, we'll say getting buzzed. Yes. And drinking it, alone in your underwear. It was saying that, you know how, I don't know how they cope with it in those areas where the, you know, for winter, it's just dark all day, mm-hmm. every day. Oh, yeah. And so this became a way that they could get loaded <clears throat> without having to bundle up and go out. <laughs> So they just got naked and drank at home instead. Yeah, why not? I mean, why the why the need to get naked though? This is what I want to know. But they do love to be nude up there because in yes, I think why I think it's Finland that the ratio of people to uh, saunas uh, is like two to one. <laughs> I'm not kidding, and no. they have like business meetings in there and shit. Yeah, in it's the like thing. A thing. Yeah, like in saunas, like in, it's like part of their, yeah, it's like a, a, a people like gather around and then do that. And I like, really would like to know more about why they like to be naked because remember Christian from Road Rules 2, he never wanted to wear clothes. I don't remember him, but. He was Timmy's best friend on the show and oh. he's this tiny little Norwegian <laughs> person and he's just a total goon. And every time I swear, every time I saw him, there would be no clothes. He would take him off and jump in the lake or whatever. Maybe like, I don't know. It's it. Maybe it's it's the. Is that like a good thing to be to have that relationship? They seem like, happy. Yeah, they sure do, and they they are they do rank as the highest 
report of happiness. And maybe there's less shame mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, less shame I mean, about the bodies when you... Yeah, we need more of that. Yeah, low rates of sexual assault, low yeah. rates of teenage pregnancy. Mm. Yeah, this all sounds great. Let's all get naked. Should we just be dropping trout and... Drunk. <laughs> That's one of my favorite phrases. Right? Isn't it funny? Yeah, every time I want to use it I don't it know a what caption, a trow is, but... Right. <laughs> well, I always think, do I spell it like trouser and then just drop the S-E-R? <gasps> That's where it... Okay. Oh, my God. Wait, do you really not know that that was it? Nope. Really did oh, just realize yeah, that. Just take that, was fun. that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. We like, learned. I didn't realize trow was short for trouser. I never, I was thinking T-R-O-W. Mm, that's I don't what know I mean. what that is. That's what I'm saying. If I wrote it in a caption and I spelled it T-R-O-U, people would be like, what? Oh, you got to do trow, T-R-O-W. <laughs> and then, trow. or you do T-R-O-U and you put the little picture of the pants next to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, pants mm-hmm. emoji. And they'll be like, yeah, oh, we got to walk them through trow. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold their hand. Yeah. <clears throat> do you want to talk mm-hmm. about poop? Always? That's not a question. That was a statement. It just didn't sound like it. I read about this art exhibit. Remember uh, last week when we were talking about the, the guy that controls the robot with his butthole? Oh, oh, I remember. Well, <laughs> this reminded me of that because this is also an art exhibit where they created these gigantic poop mounds. What? Out of clay. Why? I know. And then when you go into the museum, you're instructed to, quote, get nude. But really what you do is you choose one of these suits that you wear where it, like, simulates nudity with, like, big dongs and... What? Like, (laughs) like, weird body parts hanging off. And then you go in there Weird body parts? What other ones are there? Breasts. Okay. Penises, balls, stuff like that. Okay, got it, got it, got it. And then you go in and there's these gigantic poop sculptures and I want to know what you think the message is here, you know, that we're supposed to be taking away. Yeah, similar to this other guy. Yes. Like these um, performance Is there artists. anything to be learned like uh, uh, the poop has different things in it? Like is this... <laughs> Are they different consistencies, or I would imagine, is it like the same poop in different colors? What do we? What do we talk? What are we? All different at here? shapes. One's like a sort of like the emoji, mm-hmm. and one I'd was imagine. like more like soft serve, where it was like wrap around. You could even crawl through mm-hmm. the middle if you wanted. If you wanted, <laughs> try um, to resist the urge. And they you. were saying like maybe it's a symbol of inclusion because everyone poops. Oh, could be that. Okay. Could be that. Maybe it's like a shame thing, like reducing the shame. Like, look, we're just going to put this on. It's like no big deal. Look at maybe like that's it. I did like the idea about the naked suit because it seemed like because they said if you walk into a museum, people can guess about your life based on what you're wearing. Like if you're a banker or um, homeless or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so the, the suit, the naked suit makes everyone equal i do like that oh part. then that's got to be a message of inclusivity equality. or e- equality like yeah for sure because you're they're they're setting it up with that well maybe i say for sure yeah. like i know whatever's no, I going think on in artists there's brands. something to it but yeah i do too would you go to I that think, exhibit i mean for for shits not? and giggles it, oh my god <laughs> that's so that's funny they well should have done. called it that oh they should have shits and giggles 
That yeah. would be a funny name of what 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 could be named that. That's a really good name for something. Yeah, we we'll keep it in our back pocket. Yeah, we should. <laughs> like our next podcast. Like right, shits and giggles. <laughs> and that's all we talk about, funny poo stories. I do. You always... know what? That's like our segment. What? What? Poo, our poo segment. We oh, can call we it could shits call and it giggles. shits and giggles. Yes. Or like the best of that's what we do, a best of we call our best of episode shits and giggles. See, you are a master at this stuff. There we go. There we go. Well, you came up with it. I just, I just, you know. I love I, it. Yeah. There you go. Oh, okay. Fun. Thank you guys for being with us as we t- take a tour through uh, <laughs> our brains. You know, our brains on the journey to make this podcast. Do you remember? I wish I could remember now, but one of my favorite documentaries was about, it was like 10 years ago or more, yeah. about a little girl that people believed was a prodigy of modern art. Do you remember this? And her Ooh. dad was like helping her sort of... It rings a bell. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of it. I'll remember. have to look it up. But yeah. the documentary was showing you know, her talent. Mm-hmm. But then by the end of the documentary, you see that there was more to the story and it shook the art world. Mm-hmm. But it sort of mm-hmm. reminds me of any of these kind of art dis- exhibits and stuff where it's like they say that it's art and you're right. supposed to, it's supposed to be evocative and make you feel or think something and it does mm-hmm. but then sometimes when you dig a little deeper it feels like the provocation is the only thing there rather than mm-hmm. talent and provocation and that sometimes yes sometimes no me. yes okay yeah. yeah i think i think I think when it becomes like, like who's doing the assigning of it? But, you know, I feel like art is something that should be for like the masses, maybe not for like, but then again, you can argue that to each his own with art. Man, it's a weird thing. I know it is. You can debate art all day long, really. I guess maybe that's the point. Because like, you know, I think you look at a, a pile of trash and somebody can be like there's art in there and then anybody else could be like mm, no and there then when we try to all agree then you get the you know that quote-unquote best painting ever that we talked about a, a mm-hmm. way like i'm probably like half a year ago a year ago or so about uh yeah you know they combined it all and it's it's a piece of shit you it's, don't want boring. That. it's boring it's yeah. boring as fuck remember so last like, year whenever that was that they taped a banana to the wall and, to, and it sold for like $25,000 or something. No. It was just duct tape and a banana. Oh, my God. See, those kind of things piss me off. The same way I remember being a kid and my mom took me to a Museum of Modern Art somewhere. And there was the green, like it's just a green panel. And I just remember being a kid and being like, are you kidding me? You mean I could have yeah. turned in this in school? This? This? I just remember being so mad. Like, I'm trying too hard. And it made me outraged, but I guess that's an emotion too. Yeah, but it does feel like, is the definition of modern art just anything goes? Like, what is it? Yeah, Maybe for a while, for a moment mm-hmm. during that, like, what do they call it? It's the art, uh, 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 assemblage maybe, or it's like Duchamp and like the toilet, you know, that they called it the <laughs> right. fountain and it's just like a, a urinal. Yeah. I think it's Marcel Duchamp who did that or something like that. Or like the pipe, you know, or all those kind of ones where, where you're like you're making a state. Like they were asking that question at that time through 
that art. Mm-hmm. The same question we're asking now. So for that time, yes, we've already, but we've already mm-hmm. asked that question and it's been yeah. answered through art. Yeah, so now good. I need you to ask a new question. Like you can't do the urinal again. That's been done. That was done with whatever they call that. That it's not, there's a name for that kind of art. Mm-hmm. What is it called? Crappy. Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, I mean, I get it. It's kind of like I was listening to your interview with Tori from The Challenge, mm-hmm. and you were teasing her about Jordan's hair and overalls and stuff. And she was like, he is really passionate about wanting people to feel something when they look at him. Yeah. I really don't want to feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is a me problem. Mm. I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, I don't, I'm not in the mood for for all that. Interesting, you know, Mm -hmm. because like, you look at a man, like that is a man using fashion Mm -hmm. and accessorizing his features to, you know, get, like, project an image. Women do this all the time. Yes, Women, we do this with like makeup. We do this with hair. We do this all the time. And now, like, are are we like? I, do I? We need to no, check because I think we're most with- people that are doing that, whether I like what they're doing or not, most people are trying to look attractive. They're trying to appeal to someone. Mm-hmm. But Jordan does is not interested in looking attractive. His goal is just so you feel yeah. something. It can be yeah. rage mm-hmm. or envy or whatever that's he's his happy. art i totally get it yeah i mean I, I get it now i mean i do i and especially knowing him mm-hmm. he has that kind of like yeah you meet him and you're like oh yeah you should be you should be doing something like mm-hmm. where you're like yeah, you should be creative. a stylist for like pharrell or something. <laughs> for real i can live with the overalls it's the hair that it's yeah. like ugh. Not for me. But it's super trendy and it's like, like fat, like, like hyper, you know, it's like, there's a, there's like the, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, he yeah. succeeded because I did feel something. Yes. Yeah, so good. there you go, Jordan. Well done. Yeah. Making my, making my co-host teeth. feel the feelings. <laughs> Angie's list is now Angie. And we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Oh, here's something you can feel. This is the last thing I'll I'll talk about. Oh, yeah, I love it. There is a new trend that is happening um, that is creating a gym for your face. What? So I they feel would, like what? does my I, my, I can barely get my body to the gym. I know, right? One more thing you got to work too? out. They argue that you know all those muscles in your face need to be um, worked, and so they mm-hmm. advertised knuckling. Face balling, high speed hand whipping, flicking and pinching. These are all euphemisms for BJ's. <laughs> high speed hand whipping. Or like like <laughs> or like 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 something related to foreplay. Foreplay. Yes. And they spa- they they give special attention to your cheekbones. And mm. so this journalist went to the gym okay. and um <laughs> 
they took her and they like fussed with her face and all the muscles in it. And I have read about when famous people are getting ready for like the Oscars, they Mm -hmm. get this done and literally they're manipulating the muscles in the face, like moving them around. Yeah. So that then you get like higher cheekbones or like a thinner whatever and uh, more definition. And this is what it is. And it hurts really bad, but then you do look amazing. No pain, no gain, baby. (laughs) You think it's great? I feel like these are these ancient techniques that like, you know, Mm. you see like the old women doing or like, you know, your grandma's doing with cold cream and you're like, what the heck is she doing? Mm. And you really should be watching her in the same way we should like, should have watched her like, I don't know, bake bread because now everybody's doing that. Yeah. God forbid the electricity goes out or, you know. (laughs) So I feel like uh, uh, maybe these are like some good techniques and how can i how can i incorporate some of these like into just like putting on my lotion without like the pain behind it yeah i don't want the pain but i do think it's funny that certain things become accepted as mainstream like injecting uh toxins into you or paralyzing Uh, your muscles as we totally true but this sounds absurd that's so funny oh my god that's really funny Oh, yeah. Like certain things get normalized and we're like, what? That's no big whoop. But then other things were like, oh, that's ridiculous. Right. Like people who say that about women or people getting tattoos. And then if you want to get any other kind of augmentation to your body, they're like, oh, can't do that. Well, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm all for yeah. just doing whatever the hell you want. Just do whatever you want. Whatever. Just don't get bangs. <laughs> just don't get bangs. That's where I draw the line. That's where we draw it. Nope. No bangs. Yeah. I mean, there is a rare person whose looks are improved by bangs. Yeah. Except we did have a brain candy brainiac yes, with Casey. curly hair get bangs. Mm-hmm. Oh, they look so cute on her. Shout out to Casey and your bangs. Love them. <laughs> Shout out to Casey and her bangs. Yeah. They're really cute. And they, I, I was tempted to get, to cut my hair, my curly hair into curly bangs because of that. Whoa. I know. I know. That's how cute they were. I mean, you were. could pull it off for sure. Well, I don't want to risk it. Especially <laughs> you say, I don't want to brag. No. <laughs> Please. I do that. So I'm fine with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. I guess that's all. I do have more stuff. Can I just say this because I know yes. it'll freak you out? What? Oh, what? This is a little something. This is about an article that I read about how certain snakes are social. Oh. <laughs> Like, they made this me. box and they had a bunch of snakes in there and they tracked their movements and like there would be clicks and groups that would form and then they would reset the box. They'd clean the whole thing. They'd reset the snakes and they would still go back to the same people eat, or <laughs> snakes each time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they were saying that it's actually helpful because... Animals with more snakes in their shelter were less likely to leave. And they said this can help them with conservation because if you know what they like, then you can give them habitats that will encourage them to stay and be safe and not die, basically. So we want to keep them? Yeah. like Well, I don't, but I apparently don't the animal people do. They want to keep yeah. I, I don't they know what important. they do. They are important. I guess they're important. Why? They, they, they yeah, kill mice or something? System. Yeah, for sure. And like rat, I don't know. It's, you need it. Keep it alive. Something like that. I just read how bees were voted the most important species on earth. Oh, I, totally. Yeah. I Good would agree with that. Better, uh, more than us. They get no respect. 
They don't. Oh, my God. They sure don't. Well, I'm going to have some someday. <laughs> yeah, we're all going to get a farm and have chickens and bees yeah. and live I a happier wait. life. Yeah. People should I was saying a five-star review, by the way. <laughs> what? what were you say? I was going to oh, tell that them that I was a five-star review. <laughs> And I was saying that I told Ren the other day when we were talking about our farm and I'm like, we're going to have bees and we're going to have chickens. Or I said, we're going to have chickens and we're going to have bees. And I think he didn't hear me say bees. And I said, and don't worry, they won't bite you. And he goes, <laughs> the chickens? Right. They don't have like, stingers. It's no, fine. not the chickens, honey. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, leave us a five-star review. Yeah. Subscribe. Even if you're a dude and you're like, we Whoa, love ladies. you guys, too. We still love you. And, you know, er, whatevs. Whatevs. Just, like, mm. leave us five-star review anyway. Because you know you laughed. <laughs> and Sarah will sing you I Wish. Yeah, I will. But okay. maybe on a Patreon. Bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.